0: Hi, I'm Adam Hergenrother, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who have experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made more money and accomplished big goals, but then asked themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. Business meets spirituality. So where did this concept come from? And this is the ultimate question that I've had in my life for a long period of time because the quality of questions that we ask determines the quality of life that we have. And on my beginning journey into business, I um, at first uh, went after business for a lot of reasons. Um, that I think a lot of people do, right? Which is money, which is fame, which is power. And that drives a lot of people to get into it. That's how entrepreneurship was born is that you needed something to grow into. Um, And I think that's a powerful place to start from. You know, a lot of times you have to be who you are not in order to find out who you are. Um, And I think a lot of that for me, at least from my experiences building through this and building businesses, has been of really determining who I'm not so I could actually figure out who I am. And so when I bring up the concept, Concept of business meets spirituality. It's the concept of how do you bridge and tie together the business world? And I, I use the word business as just, it is also can be interchangeable with just achievement, right? Um, into the business world, achievement world, into how do you tie that into the, um, there's something larger than my spell, my something that's larger than myself, spirituality, right? And that's also the definition of it. And one of the things that we don't want to do is we don't want to get lost in these larger words or concepts that people like to use to um, create their own language. I mean, spirituality in itself just means that there's something much larger than yourself and you're willing to go inward before you go outward um, in my definition of that. So business meets spirituality is not choosing the East where people are, you know, sitting in a cave or that kind of classic um, example that you think of, and not that they all are, but you kind of think about it in terms of, well, if I go into spirituality, then I'm going to lose all my drive. I'm going to lose all my achievement. I'm going to lose the ability to want to um, grow a business and, and, and lead people and make money and have things. You feel like you're going to lose that, right? Where if you're going all business, you feel like you're not necessarily in touch with who you are, right? So I'm here to say that there's a conversation that the world needs to have and it's waking up to it, which is a really cool thing. The conversation is, how do you bridge the two together, right? How does business... Meet spirituality. And some people are going to come into this from a spiritual person first that comes into business, but the majority of us are going to use business as this conduit for our personal growth, right? And that's where one of our taglines in our organization is that business is a conduit for your personal growth. And so when we talk about business meets spirituality, it's bridging and and combining the two of them together so we don't have to choose because success without fulfillment or success without being able to find out who you are is ultimate failure, right? You can find everything you want in the external world and you'll be able to have anything you want in the external world. But if you don't know who you are, then you don't know why you're doing it. So I want to bring this conversation to the forefront of you can have both. You don't actually have to choose. In fact, I feel that um, if you just have all this knowledge inside and you gain a, a better sense and clarity throughout all of these episodes of who you are, you'll ultimately start to be able to find out how you can use that to help in your business, use this in your business to help change the world, help change the people that you lead, help change one person at a time. So the more you actually get in touch with your Inner world first, right? And you use that through your actions into the business world, you start to develop a different rhythm for your organization, for your business, and the existence of the business becomes different. It doesn't mean you change what you do. Remember, spirituality is not about changing your actions on a daily basis, it's about changing what part of you is doing it. I think that's fundamental for when we talk about what this podcast is for. It's to bring that conversation together. Like a lot of you, you probably have have achieved success. Maybe you went out and exercised this morning. Maybe you did your journal, maybe you did your affirmations. Maybe you, you know, you you gave this morning. Maybe you went and 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 donated money this morning. You did something that everyone tells you you should be doing that's going to make you happy. And then at the end of the day, while you had some permanent relief or you had some, some temporary relief of, the, of, of not being okay, you, you still, towards the end of the day, get home and go, well, I'm just not fulfilled. There's something that's missing in my life. It's that kind of itch that can't be scratched, right? It's that point where you just can't quite feel why you're not whole, right? And ultimately, that is because you're doing it for the wrong reason, you're doing it for a, a, a reason of trying to get a feeling instead of first having a feeling and then giving it. And so your business can operate the same way. And in fact, when you learn to let go of the part of yourself to find out who you really are, right? when you're willing to let go of that part of you, the other aspects of business or life in itself supports you in a different way. Now, it may take you in a different direction. It may bring something to you that you didn't think that you could have, but I promise you it'll bring you to a place that is, has a much greater sense of purpose for what you're doing it. So business meets spirituality, and the conversation that we wanna have here is how do we bridge the gap between East and West? How do we bridge the gap between business and spirituality of bringing them two together so you don't have to choose? You can actually have both of them. You can succeed with fulfillment. What is it that you really want? This has been a question that um, has come up in my life over and over again. Again, the quality of our, our of our life can be determined by the quality of questions we ask. In fact, the deeper the questions that we ask, the deeper the answers that we have, and the, the willingness to actually go deeper into ourselves to find out the real questions that we want to ask ourselves— The more pain that we may have when they come up, but the more freedom you're going to have after they go. And so instead of masking all these things, I always want to approach these conversations with how do we get to the deepest conversation? How do we ask the deepest questions to ultimately find out who we really are, find out what it is that we really want? And so I would back up for a sec and say, okay, well, well, when I, at least for me, and I know this has been experienced that we've taught these concepts for a while now and, and how this has resonated with people is that. You have, the, you have this sense of, okay, I want something external, right? There's something that I want external. Okay, great, right? We understand that there's a pull to want something, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a marriage, whether that's a, an animal, right? Whether that's a, a business, whether that's money or a Ferrari or a house or a lake house or whatever it is, there's something that is outside of us that we want. if I asked anybody that's listening to this right now to write down what it is that you actually really want, you would probably write down something that's outside of yourself. If you're honest with yourself, unless you're a very enlightened being, right? You would write down something. Again, a relationship, a car, something. You'd write down something outside of yourself. And so then we drill this down, right? The truth will set you free but we have to be willing to look at the truth before it can actually set you free. So when we look at this and you say, okay, what is it we really want? We drill down the question of, okay, why do we want the thing that we want? And I'm gonna walk you through a couple of examples in this, but why is it that we want this? So if we want a relationship, let's just use that, right? What do we, why do we want a relationship? Well, a lot of us come into relationships because we want something from the relationship. <laughs> Instead of giving something to a relationship, we come into the relationship wanting something from somebody. And when we find a, a match that they can give us something that we've been looking for, even though that it's an impossible task to uphold over time, that's why relationships, a lot of them, you know, end up in divorce or they wean away from the, the means of why they started because um, what you're really looking for out of that relationship is a feeling. What you're really looking for is you're looking for something that they can give to you. So you're looking externally for trying to get a feeling inside. And here's what happens. Okay, so let's just say you get into a relationship and you get it. And you you have this wonderful relationship right in the beginning. But then what happens when they stop giving you what it is that you want? Or they start going back to who they are at some period of time. Maybe that's a week, a month, or years, right? Depends on what it is. Then all of a sudden you start developing a resentment towards this relationship. Or it can come out in different ways, but that's just one way of doing it because they're no longer giving you what you need. So then you start seeking something else for validation for what you're looking for inside. So you spend this time looking for something externally instead of going inward on all this stuff. So when you're in this relationship example, if you go and you get a relationship and they're giving you what you need for a period of time, but they start taking it away, you start withholding things that you would naturally give to them. So it's really, instead of an I love you relationship, it's I trade you relationship, right? It's just, I, I trade for you. You, call, you walk into a relationship, I'm gonna trade something, you're gonna trade something to me. Whether we're honest with ourselves, I mean, I think that's how a lot of us get into relationships. In fact, when you bring this into a business relationship, it's the same way. You're looking for, most of us are looking for how do I get into a relationship for something, right? You're looking for something from them. Now, of course, every time you get into a relationship, there's going to be components that you can both bring, and we're going to get to that. But most of us are approaching relationships to get something instead of serve them, instead of using what we have to serve them in the relationship, because we can't control the other party. So when you come into this thinking that you're going to always want more from the relationship, because once you get it, it's not going to last. Or if you keep getting the same thing and they think they're doing it, at some point in time, your lower self or your ego is going to reach a point where it gets dissatisfied with what the current level of giving is, what you're getting from the relationship. So therefore you back up and so then, then you want more, right? And so you start searching for different areas to be able to get something more from this relationship. I mean another example. So say you wrote down a, you know, a, uh, a Ferrari, right? Like, so what is it from the Ferrari that you're looking for? So again, when you buy a Ferrari, right? Or, or an example of a material item that you really want in your life, you're buying it because you want to feel a certain way when you have it. So it's like, oh, I really need this Ferrari. It's just going to make me feel as So the whole time, by the way, that you're leading up into this, you're living in the future moments, right? You're living by definition, you're making the the moment that's in front of you inferior to a future moment, and so when you're when you're living in the in the future moment, you are you are not you're not living the present moment, which which is a whole other conversation in a second itself. But so if you come back to this and you actually are are in a situation where you're you're looking for a Ferrari, right? And, and that's what you wrote down on your list. And, and as you get this, you start asking the deeper questions. Well, what What is it that I really want out of this? And ultimately what you'll find is that you want a feeling from this. You want something in here that um, is going to make you feel a certain way inside. Now, yes, temporary, you will have a feeling. You will get a quick, maybe you feel good about it, but after a couple of weeks, you just left with a payment or you're just left with a car and people are like, oh, there's that car, right? So we already know this. We already know that ultimately that all of us um, have experienced things that we've gotten externally, but have never made us whole and complete inside. And that's ultimately the fundamental question of a lot of this stuff is that you literally are, are acquiring things to try to make yourself feel good. And we use business as a conduit to gain money, to gain leadership, to gain prestige, to ultimately get something else. But there's a different way you can use business. And again, you can use business as a conduit for personal growth, um, which is the essence of this conversation, right? So going back to the example of, of get, if, when you get something externally, it's never going to give you the lasting feeling that you're looking for, which is why a lot of us, when we go through life and we've, uh, we've hit almost every single thing that we've wanted to in our lives or we're uh, if we, if we go back 10 years, right? And you say, okay, over the last 10 years, have you, have you accumulated or gotten or received things that you've wanted? And if you've wanted them and you've gotten them, that it was supposed to make you feel a certain way. And you probably have, right? Um, and as you, as you start reaching that, then you realize that it only lasted for a month, maybe a week, maybe an hour, maybe even a year. But at some point you just said, okay, well, I want more. I want more. I need more, right? You just need more. It's it's this natural thing. And understand where that comes from is that this concept of life that is ultimately 200%, right? This life of it's 100% in the absolute world, 100% in the relative world, or 100% in the being world, which you are a human being and 100% in the doing world. In the 100% doing world, it is absolutely true, that there's this pull to want more. In fact, in the 100% of the doing world, you can't actually have everything, know everything, do everything, be everything, and or accumulate everything. You just can't. It's just impossible to have everything that's happening in our, in our external world. So therefore, the job of the lower self or the job of the ego is to pull into the conversation or pull you into the, the desire to want more. And that's not going to end. You have to realize that that won't shut off. And in the doing world itself, you have fear, you have vulnerability, you have loneliness, you can have joy, right? You can have all of those feelings. That's the cool thing about you get to actually experience yourself, experiencing yourself in the doing world. So if you bring it back and so ins- that's where, by the way, most of us spend our time is actually in the doing world instead of first being, then doing. If you first be, which means you come from whole and complete, which means that you are, you're, you're, you're approaching business with a servant attitude. You're approaching business with joy that's inside you, with love that's inside you, unconditional love that you're pouring into your expression of yourself it no longer carries the same weight in the doing world because you're not doing it to get a feeling because you're already whole and complete. Look, here's the thing. If you get to a point in your life where where the state that you are constantly walking around with is higher than any state, state or feeling, right? The feeling that you feel inside is the highest feeling you've ever felt and you 10x that and you're walking around in that state and then anything that you do in the external world can never be higher than the state that's inside you, you no longer use those things as a way of trying to get a feeling. You use those things as a way of expressing yourself, of creating an enthusiasm. So the one thing that I I love about this conversation that people are waking up to is that you don't just have to be a doer or you don't just have to be a being. You can be both, but there's a there's a the the difference is you have to be first in order to do. Because if you if you spend 99% of your life in the doing world and you add a splash of the being world in there, you're never going to feel whole and complete. You're never going to feel what you're supposed to experience while you're here. So when we look at this at the deepest level then then okay, then how do we get there, right? And that that starts with cleaning out. And that'll be a whole other episode that we can talk about. But first I want to, I want you just to realize this because we all do, we all understand that at the core, if we keep living in the doing world, if we keep experiencing, trying to get more to make us feel better about ourselves or trying to get into a relationship to get something. And then once we're done with that relationship, we go to move to another one to try to get something else. Or if we move to the one accolade and that didn't do it for us, we move to the next accolade. And then after the next accolade, you want to put your name on a hospital. And then after that, you want to you know, give a whole bunch of money to charity that hopefully makes you feel good. And yes, that will make you feel good, but not if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing it because you want to see your name in the hospital, that's different than when you're doing or giving money away from the core essence of who you are. And that's the conversation of what it is that you really want. You, you, we set the goals of what it is that we want to hopefully make us feel a different way. But I'm here to tell you, and you got. And here's the thing, I don't need to tell you that. Actually, in fact, I don't need to. You've already experienced this. In your world, you've experienced this day in and day out. When you get through a workout, you feel better, but like it's not that you all of a sudden feel whole and complete from that. When you get through a day and you've had a successful day and you just nailed the presentation or the project of the client and you've nailed this, you you feel good for a short period of time, and then the next morning you wake up and say, how do I beat that, right? How do I get more? Because it's just like any drug, right? It's that once you start doing more of it, you need more of it to feel high. And it's the same way here. Every time you're searching for something externally, the more you get of the external part, the more you accumulate externally, the more power, the more leadership, the more money, the worse you actually feel. So that's the core essence here is that a lot of individuals who are high achievers achieve a lot in the doing world. And it's those people who actually start making this conversation possible because you accelerate the process, right? You're achieving something in whatever field it is, teaching, science, art, you know, music, business. You're doing something to achieve something externally. And as if you're like me, when I was about 27, 26, somewhere around that age, I was doing, I was doing so much that I thought that was going to give me the feeling because that, that's what everyone told me. My entire life, everyone told me that, "Hey, look, man, you go accumulate more, you work harder, you do all this stuff, you're going to be awesome, right?" And so you believe it. You just you fall into the 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 trap of ever somebody else's thinking or dogma, right? You just fall into that. So what happens is, is for me, anyways, I went out there and I said, "Look, if I get to half a million dollars in net income when I'm in my twenties and 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 I can nail this, I'm oh my God, somehow there's going to be like this injection or somehow a present's going to show up, like it's Christmas time or something." It's gonna show up, and all of a sudden, I'm just gonna feel a different way. Like instantly, I'm just gonna feel a different way because of some number that you see. And what happened was, and probably like a lot of you, I hit the number, and all of a sudden, I realized that actually, I mean, they realized. I was having a conversation with my mom, Um, and I said, "Hey, mom, you know, I just I hit this hit this number, and 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 so cool. Like, yeah, like this isn't this amazing?" And she was like, "Yeah, it's great." And moved on, right, into the conversation. And in that moment, I thought about that, and. um Of that, people actually just don't give a shit, right? People just don't actually care what it is that you have. And so then I I just started pondering that. I'm like, well, everyone's told me that I've got to go out and get this linear progression of success. I've got to keep accumulating. I've got to take another step on the ladder. I've got to step up a little bit more. I got to take one more step on the rung. I just got to keep pushing myself forward in this doing world, and I promise you'll get there. Well, like you, if you're listening to this, business meets spirituality is you've probably had some sort of awakening or some sort of realization. You just not, maybe not calling it awakening, something that's driven in there that said, hold on, maybe this isn't the right way of thinking. Maybe there's something more to life than this. And that has been the question that um, I've been answering on, this, on my own path um, is that there is more to life than this. And so when you, so when I went think back on this, I said, I actually got into a worse state, right? Uh, you know, I wasn't fully depressed by any means, but I definitely just didn't know what life was supposed to be. All I knew was it wasn't this. I wasn't gaining the feeling of whole and completeness of unconditional joy. Of love. And I know those are just high states and people throw them out there like they're like Swedish fish sometimes, like you should be doing that. But I just get to ask the question, why aren't I? If this is a natural state, this isn't like asking somebody to lift 5,000 pounds, that's impossible for most of us to do. If this is a natural state, then how come I'm not there? And how come everyone's telling me that I got to get there from this means? Well, we're all waking up and the world is waking up and you're realizing that it's actually not going to come from that it's actually not going to come from that. Now, it doesn't mean we can't do that. I'll get to in a second, but it's not going to come from that first. And so for me, that's what put me on this path of going inward versus going outwardly. And for the first three years or so of really asking these deep questions and going into it, I faked it for a while, right? I, I, I pretended to want to do it for other reasons, even though deep down inside, I was like, yeah, I want the money. I want the power. I want these things. I want accumulation. I still want all these things for the wrong reasons. I want them to make my childhood self feel good. And, you know, it's, it's sequential, you know, spirituality is sequential. It's not like this simultaneous. Well, I guess it could be, right? I mean, there's certainly people that, at least in my experience of how it's unfolded for me, um, there's people like Eckhart Tolle, who's had just a quick you know, an experience, but I would say leading up into that for years, he was in massive, massive pain. And then was one moment that he changed. So, um, maybe it's sequential, maybe it wasn't depending on how you look at that. But for me, it was very, when I, when I made the decision, I didn't have a, an awakening moment like Eckhart did, right. Or other people that you may have heard of for me, it was, and, and maybe this is more similar to you. It was just, a, I feel like I was taking a percent off, right? It's like, if you wanted, I lost hundred pounds and I was 16 years old as again, asking the question of, I wanted something more out of life. And it's, not like it just comes off in the day, the minute you make that decision, it was very sequential and within a year I had lost the weight um, and had moved forward. And so it's the same, it's the same way when we go on this deeper path. It's it's why do we create these businesses? Why am I in business? What am I doing this for? And ultimately you realize what you're actually what you're looking for from your business is not really what you want. It doesn't mean it's wrong or doesn't mean there's not there's judgment to that. It just means that I just don't think you don't know what we don't know. And my experience is that there's a whole other conversation to be had. And this isn't my like original thinking on this. I mean, people have been talking about this for ages. I'm just giving you it from a different experience and and wrapping it up into how I would how I've made sense of it in my own mind. That hopefully it makes sense for you too. Um, so I went on this path for about three years. It was very. It was very fake, right? But then what happened was slowly is like you, you're you at 100% doing, and then it was like 99%, 98, 96, 93, 92, 91, right? And you just kind of just go down this little path. And all of a sudden, one day, you start to hit this shift where you start waking up and you start, well, maybe you start just feeling a little different, right? Those things that you, that like, you know, that pull that's inside you, that resistance that's there, it's real, it's, 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 it's 100% real, and it's there. But what you start to realize is you don't have to be pulled by it you actually don't have to be pulled by this resistance, right? Um, Michael Singer gives a great example of, of, you know, of holding this rope, right? Where, you know, you're a lot of us, this pull that we talk about, this because re- it's real, this pull, if you start separating yourself from this and start realizing what's actually happening is that there's this resistance or pull that's inside you. And all that is, is energy because you keep feeding it. Every time you resist that, you, fe- you feed it more and it builds more of your entire life. So you literally, it's like this, you're playing tug of war with an NFL team, right? You- and you're just literally playing tug of war and you're the only person on this and there's a whole NFL team. Well, of course, you're not going to win. The pole is real. It's pulling you, right? And all you're trying to do is get behind you to get home, right? You're trying to get home and you try all these different techniques. You change your feet around. You get help from all these different people. You have coaches come in. You try to do a different grip. You turn around. You, you wait for it to rain and hopefully it gets slip and all this stuff until someday the Buddha walks up to you and says, hey, just let go. Just let go of the rope. Just let go and people go well i just can't let go if i let go of the rope i'll be pulled no you won't the thing is and once you learn to let go surrender go behind it relax beneath it however it makes sense for you once you realize that then you realize the resistance can't pull you any worse and that's the and once you realize that you will grow at a really really fast pace it only take you a long time to get there um i i said earlier in this that um you have to first understand who you are not to understand who you are. And so when you, when you approach it that way, and you under, it makes sense when you look back on some things in your life as to why did I act that way. Well, that was your path of understanding who you are not in order for you to find out who you are now. And the really cool thing is for a lot of achievers – and business owners and executives and just people who are really interested in in, in 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 this leadership aspect that we call again in whatever field you're doing it in are high level achievers and a lot of them are have expressed who you are not at a high level and then the really neat thing is is once you understand that though you can go to the other side much faster. I remember my original spiritual teacher um, had had laid that out for me where he's seen a lot of uh, business people that have accumulated huge success and gotten all these things really quickly, quickly over you know a decade or 15 years whatever it is and then they realized there was no happiness there no fulfillment which is what my story was and then they've moved over to the other side so for me it was the three years kind of moving into this, this sequential then you start to get past the 50 percent mark meaning you're more 50 percent, maybe you're 60 40 now 60 percent, you're starting to see something a little bit differently and then over a slow period of time you just start to realize that the things that used to pull you because you've naturally started going back to the states where you are you naturally stopped resisting the things that you resisted and you started to fall behind it all and when you start to find that fall behind it all you start looking at like wow I really didn't want those things for the reason I wanted them right and so you as you start to do this you start to gain clarity or really remember when you, when people talk about raising your level of consciousness, it just means that you can see things differently or you can, you know, you ask a different question about it. It's like if a child walks over to a fireplace before a child knows what hot is, doesn't know that it's hot and it touches the fireplace, it instantly now knows what hot is, right? And so now the child has raised their level of consciousness and it just a Small example of that. So all that means is when you do that, you start to experience things differently because you know more, and it's a deeper wisdom. Like that touching the fireplace gives you a deeper sense of understanding what hot is, right? So as you gain more of this, you're raising your level of consciousness. So just don't get lost in deconstructing that word or anything from there. It's just it is it's there. So when I when we when you look at this, is what it is that you really want, right? Um, You're not going to find it externally. You're not going to find it. And, and hopefully so then you you backfell say, well, well, how come I won't? Because you've already been doing this. I don't need to tell you or I'm just reminding you, maybe just pointing you on the path that like, if you look back at your life, even in sports, right? You win the championship, then you got another one, right? There's in that the doing world of this is always going to pull you to want more. The way you get out of understanding this is to start separating yourself from the doing world and first going back to the being world. And as you do that, as you start moving yourself backwards, right, into this being world, you start to then do again from a very powerful place. And powerful is not a bad word. You start to do this from a from a joyful enthusiasm just gets you out of there, right? It's like, well, if all of a sudden I'm just this being that how come I don't even want to get out of bed? How come I just want to lay there? Because you have so much high states of joy and energy and unconditioned. You just want to create and do these things. It's Yes, there's the human being in the human doer, right? That's why life is 200%, not just 100%. So first learn to get back to this state. And again, it's not going to happen overnight. If you're listening to this, and this it may take you years. It may take you months. People go through this different phases of their life but it starts with cleaning yourself out, right? And what that really means, I'll give you in a, just a, in a very easy way to start. Process because, you know, yesterday I was getting my haircut and and the the lady was wanting to make a decision. She started asking these really deep questions and we went off for about thirty minutes in this exact conversation. And she says, "Well, where do I start, right? Because that's what people really want to know." Just it's the the technique that I always use is what's called the three, two, one, relax, right? And in my life, I've just used this. So whenever you feel this resistance, this pull, which you will feel this within five minutes of just stopping this podcast, right? You'll you'll feel this resistance show up. And the minute you do, you got to get behind it. So it's three, two, one, relax, not one, two, three, four, five. Cause you can keep going, right? The three, two, one, relax. And you breathe out. By the way, when you do this, I, I bet you'll notice how much your shoulders drop every time you do this, how much your body discuss, how your lips start to just, just you start working your way behind it all. So three, two, one, relax. A car cuts you off right in the beginning, you know, you get frustrated cause you're already late well, the car that cuts you off or the car that's going 30 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone, right? They're not frustrated. You're the only one getting riled up. And then you just get yourself riled up. And now you're feeding all of the energy that's inside you, right? So when that happens, three, two, one, relax. You may have to do that about 15 times in 30 seconds, right? But just three, two, one, relax. You start to relax behind it. And what you're doing is you're giving the space between who you really are back there, right, the subject-object relationship of your life right behind you. You're you're giving it space to allow this energy to come through there. If you think about it, every moment of every day, there's all these, these events or things that show up in your life. Like look outside, you probably see a tree or a park bench or another person or a car and all of those things go right through you. You don't actually stop to resist them you're just allowing them to go through you. You just pause. They just go through you. You're not, you're not fighting them. You're not holding on to them. They just go through you. So this, you're already doing this naturally. But the ones that you want to hold on to, you hold on to, right? It's called clinging, right? And Buddhists talk about that, right? Or the things that you push away, you're just, you're pushing away like you're holding up a piece of plywood in 60 mile an hour wind and you're holding the plywood up trying to resist this from coming into you because you don't want it. All of these things become stored energy p- patterns in our life, and that's what you're cleaning up. So when you when you start to let go, when you start to relax behind it, you stop accumulating more of these, and you start to allow these energy patterns that are already there. The reason why you feel the resistance that's already there is because it ignites them all. When you start fighting a, the, a moment in life, right? when you start fighting it or resisting it, you instantly light up all of them, right? You light up all of the steroid energy patterns and it creates more anger jealousy. That's why you get that when it pulls you into it. Nobody denies that's not real and extremely powerful. Just slowly start backing behind it all. As you do, you'll slowly start shedding that out there. Then one day, the coolest thing you'll find is one day you'll just be driving and a car will be going 30 and it just doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you because it may not even just, you may not even recognize the fact that it didn't bother you until two hours later because you didn't, you didn't, you just let the moment go through. <laughs> you're not resisting it anymore. And it doesn't mean if a car is going 30 and you're going 40, you have to sit behind it, just pass it, right? Or take a different route. So it doesn't mean you don't change an action or an outcome. It just means you first relax behind it, and then take the action instead of getting riled up, becoming your thoughts, becoming your emotions, and then you try to solve the problem and you're flipping the person off, you're yelling at them, you're doing all this stuff, right? Just creating this, all this negative energy that the, that you, for yourself that's just not healthy at all. So here's the thing. You can still have things. That's not what we're saying here. It doesn't mean you just renounce anything that you want in your life. What we're saying is that you need to first be and then do. So if you want money, if you want a Ferrari, that's great. But there is a difference when you're coming from having those things because you're just so fascinated with how somebody can create such a beautiful vehicle and you're doing it it's not, you're not having it to create and hold your identity. You're having it because just an expression of this really neat thing that the world has created for you to play with. It's like a sandbox, right? The world is the sandbox that you can play in, but you've got to play in it first from being whole and complete. Otherwise, no matter what you get externally, it'll never keep you fulfilled. It just won't. So start with this, start with just letting go. Three, two, one, relax, breathe behind it. As you do, you'll start to gain some space. And the more space that you have, the more joy that you start bringing into your life. And the really neat thing is that this is going to start benefiting the relationships in your business world. You will, as you start to not get so riled up, you won't bring that energy into the conversation. And then the cool thing is you start to gain clarity or elevation into problems at work and problems into your business or whatever achievement that you're looking for, you start to be able to solve them faster because you're no longer becoming the problem. When you become your thoughts and your emotions, you literally become the problem. It's, you know, Einstein said this and everyone's heard that before. Right? You can never solve the problem being on the same plane as the problem. Well, what he's saying is that when you become it, you're on the same plane. You're on the vibrations of vibrational frequency of that plane. And so in order to separate yourself from that is realizing that, yes, your thoughts and your fears and your vulnerabilities exist. They're part of the human doing world and experience. They are real. You can't pretend that they're not there. You have the personality, it's there, but you are not it. That's the fundamental thing. They're going to be there, but you are not it. You are not it. You are the person witnessing and watching it all. And know, so again, so you bring that back to this will benefit not only your life, your business life, and they continue to push you forward. Hey, if you like this episode of Business Meets Spirituality, make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go so you don't miss future episodes. Or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R. To subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget, never give up. Enjoy.